0: Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of the Redhead Boy podcast, hosted by me, Harry. Hello, it is the end of April nearly, hope everyone had a cool month. Um, Yeah, I pretty much did. I've been busy with work, like usual, you know, making that money, so busy doing that. Been doing some writing. And most importantly, have been watching some movies and TV. So the title of this episode is my monthly roundups, which is going to be sort of try to be a monthly thing. I'm not going to (laughs) promise, because people that listen to the show know that I sometimes go off format. I say sometimes, I mean all the time. So this is sort of like a one episode where I review a few things, the standouts, let's say, that I've watched this month. And my first one that I'm going to chat about is the new Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum comedy, which is The Lost City. And before I do, here's a cheeky clip. okay hey, uh don't panic what do you mean don't panic just don't panic no don't stop saying panic okay, I'm okay, panicking you now. you have something on your back ah, no stop, stop what, scream, 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 what, what is that what is that do you have any on you no no why wait why don't you don't, have any on you <laughs> 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 just like watching that that clip that part of that clip that i uh that i just played from uh this new movie <laughs> just makes me laugh <laughs> apparently channing tatum shot uh this scene that's featured in the trailers so it's not a spoiler where his character dash ends up with leeches on his back apparently they shot that on the second day of the film and channing tatum had to get take off his shirt with leeches um glued to him or stuck to him <laughs> and say hi And then film and then get a certain appendage out while Sandra Bullock brilliantly delivers this monologue um, about that certain appendage. (laughs) So, yeah, I really enjoyed this film. There was first, uh, we went to see this on Monday, uh, a sort of like a surprised, a surprising date night with me and my partner and we thought we would keep trying to see this and every time that we were planning to see it on that day we'd be like oh we're too tired from work and stuff and you know life. <laughs> uh, So we finally got round to seeing it on Monday and it's just a laugh out loud film. There were so many times that I laughed out loud at things. Uh, I'd say like that I've very much in, enjoyed the humour. Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum have a great chemistry together. They're great together. And also, I think it's so easy to forget that Channing Tatum is funny. Like, his comedic timing is funny. And paired with that and Sandra Bullock's a genius comic timing and her... A genius comic delivery um, they were hilarious together um, so Sandra Bullock plays this like uptight novelist um, that writes romantic uh, novels about a two characters that are treasure hunters pretty much and Channing Tatum comes in the story where he plays the cover model of the, like, hero in the books, Dash. And... <laughs> Channon Tatum's character, which his real name is Alan, has sort of adapted or taken on this persona of Dash, the fictional character uh, that he plays. Well, not plays. He's literally just on the front cover in this very long... um. Wig, long blonde wig, but he's very much taken this persona and has run with it. Um, Alan isn't isn't a hugely smart person, uh, which Channing Tatum delivers brilliantly. He's hilarious. <laughs> there's there's this one line that made me laugh, <laughs> where he says to Sandra Bullock's character, saying that you look like a human mummy, and then. <laughs> A, a side character goes mate you know that all mummies are human right <laughs> so there's just funny little lines and he's just overall funny um but his character isn't one note uh, which i thought was great um you realize that the reason he takes on the persona of dash in 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 some of his real life is that he's not confident in himself and stuff like that. Uh, the only one thing that I didn't sell between the chemistry between Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum was the romantic chemistry. Uh, they kind of, well, not shoe shoehorned in a, a, a romance, but sort of, you know, it was in, it's implied that Channing Tatum's character, uh, Alan slash dash, um, has a secret crush on his favourite author, uh, Sandra Bullock's character. Um, I just didn't believe that re- 100%, you know? Uh, but that's fine. I still enjoyed... Uh, their chemistry was top-notch, and the their comedic timing with one another was funny. Like, if you don't go to a comedy and laugh out loud several times, then it means it's a shit comedy. Now, the other thing that was the standout for me was was Brad Pitt in this film. Now, I love seeing Brad Pitt in films because, you know, he's a very successful producer with his production company, you know, an Oscar winner producer. I think his production company actually produced 12 Years of Slave, and obviously that film when that came out won a shit ton of awards at the Academy Awards Awards. Uh, so i'm sure that he is um, that he is an oscar winner for a producer is he an oscar winner for an actor now gosh shit i can't remember but anyway back to the film <laughs> uh, brad pitt is amazing in this he has some amazing his 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 character is called trainer and he comes to help Channing Tatum's character, um, find Sandra Bullock's character, because she's been kidnapped by the villain of the film, played by Daniel Radcliffe, but Brad Pitt in this film, they need to hurry up and give Brad Pitt, um, his own action franchise, because he was brilliant in this, obviously, you know, there's a very talented stunt double that's doing some amazing stuff. But the action involving Brad Pitt was amazing. He was fucking awesome. And this film has just made me more excited for for Brad Pitt's film, The Bullet Train. Uh, directed by one of the directors that directs... <laughs> Sorry, I'll say direct one more time, shall I? The guy that directs... Um, John Wick, the John Wick franchise. So this there's a particular scene with Brad Pitt where the action in it is so sick and Brad Pitt's character is awesome and he's sexy looking with his long blonde hair. I just love seeing Brad Pitt back in films because he just hasn't acted as much as he frequently did, you know. Um, He did uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and that was sort of like his return to, not return, but he hadn't been in films for a while, and he's great in this. And he's just, he just oozes sex appeal. Even at his age now, he just, I was watching it, I was like, damn, Brad Pitt is still one hell of a sexy man. Now, talking about the villain, Daniel Radcliffe, he plays this uptight rich guy that is looking for this famous artefact that Sandra Bullock's character highlights in her new book which is called the crown the crown of fire which is from this ancient civilization this ancient treasure that Daniel Radcliffe is looking for desperately now I struggle with Daniel Radcliffe cuz every time he's in a film I automatically think of Harry Potter but this one I did not um he, he he was good. He was good. I enjoyed his bad. He was, he was, funny and also um, his character has amazing clothes in this. <laughs> I know that's such a funny thing to say, but his wardrobe in this film is is great. I love the clothes that he wears. Well, he plays this you know rich, rich um, man that is desperate to gain some sort of recognition because he's fallen out with his family or his brother has taken over his family business. So he's pissed and he use he wants to use he wants to find this crown of fire. And that's where the the treasure aspect of the film comes in. Uh in terms of like finding the treasure and the whole like Indiana Jones-esque bit I feel like that could have been a bit more complicated um, it didn't desperately need to but I feel like they could have fleshed that bit out um, it feels like the characters sort of got to the like tomb um, it if you want to call it a little bit too quickly um, but yeah apart from that I really enjoyed this film I think the main thing that I walked out was that That Channam Tatum and Sandra Bullock have great chemistry. They were hilarious. There were so many laugh out moments. And for people that know me personally. That I I don't have a subtle laugh. So when I find something funny. I find something funny. And my next one on this monthly roundabout. roundabout. (laughs) I knew I was going to mess it up. My next one. On this Roundup list. Christ, maybe I should rename this episode, because maybe I can't say roundups. On this roundups list, we are diving into the Wizarding World, the new film in the HP spin-off that that is Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. And before I chat about this movie, here's a Cheeky Clip. Mm-hmm. It's alright. Good time. Correct. Three points to hufflepuff the kingdom of bhutan sits high in the eastern himalayas it's a place of indescribable beauty some of our most important magic has its origins there they say if you listen carefully enough the past whispers to you so in this third installment of the fantastic beasts films, we see the return, of course, of Eddie Redmayne, Jude Law as sexy young Dumbledore, uh, we have a new Grindelwald, um, performed by Mads Mikkelsen, and an array of fantastic beasts. Yeah, now this is the third film. I think we can all agree that the last one that came out in twenty eighteen, uh, well, in my opinion, was just a bit hard to get through. Um, I think there was just too many, um, too many stories going on, too many like, too mu- too much plot and too many stories. Like you know, there's a story about a baby drowning on a boat, Uh, there's the newt story, and then there's the Dumbledore um, not fighting Grindelwald. So this one, The Fantastic Beasts and the Secrets of Dumbledore, um, we of course see the return of the Harry Potter directing veteran that is David Yates return for this third film bless him he is not tired out from the wizarding world just yet um which good for him uh yeah well my first thing off the bat for this third one is that it's just a hell of a lot more enjoyable film than the second one <laughs> i just found it so much more fun uh so much more magical, even though there's serious themes still going on between, you know, uh, Grindelwald trying to build up his following to take over the magical world. And then eventually the muggle world or in the US, the nomads, nomads, nomadges. Um, even though there's seriousness behind that, I just feel like this film and the heart back of the franchise, um, because I think the last one sort of killed it, sort of felt a bit too serious and a bit dark and a bit dull. um. Now, I feel like I've got to discuss the elephant in the room, but I absolutely loved Mads Mikkelsen as Grindelwald. Um, I was sad to see about Johnny Depp leaving. Um, Let's not dive into all that shit because I don't really want to. But it's sad that Johnny Depp had to leave. But Dave Yates and the team at WB picked the perfect person. Mads Mikkelsen is hes just brilliant at playing a baddie. But in this film... Him and Jude Law have fantastic chemistry. All, uh, and almost sexual chemistry. Because uh, in this film, which China asked WB to to cut out, because, you know, China doesn't want any gay shit, um, Dumbledore and Mads Mikkelsen meet... Mads Mikkelsen Grindelwald... At the beginning of the film, the very start, we have a scene where it's. I would say it reminds me of the classic, most well-known scene, which is Heat, um, with Al Pacino and Robert De Niro in 1995, where. Jude Law and Grindelwald are sitting down, just having a cup of tea, and, it's sort of Dumbledore's last resort to try and persuade Grindelwald not to do what he's planning to do and I think Grindelwald says why did you make that blood pact um, which is the reason why Dumbledore has not been able to go against Grindelwald so far in, in the series is because of this blood pact they can't physically hurt one another so anyway so he says why did you make this in the first place? And Dumbledore just honestly and openly says, it's because I loved you. (laughs) And um, that was great. Uh, For us Potterheads and people that know about Harry Potter, um, J.K. Rowling did come out and say that, you know, that Dumbledore is gay uh, some years ago. And then, obviously, we found out that Grindelwald and Dumbledore had a relationship uh, with one another. A romantic relationship. Uh, Relationship? (laughs) A romantic relationship. So, and it was heavily implied in the last one. But this is sort of like confirming that, you know, these guys have a complicated history with one another. Um, and Jude Law and Mads Mickelson portray it beautifully. You can, it's sort of, it's almost poetic, really, I'd say, because you know that the, they know that they ha- will eventually have to fight one another, but they still have a deep fondness for one another and obviously va- va- validate their love for each other that they had um and you can tell throughout the film that that dumbledore's is, dumbledore is having the most hard time having to come to the conclusion that he will have to defeat the love of his life um yeah they just have they just had amazing chemistry um there's even a point in the film when i was sitting in the cinema with my with, with my mate charlotte and Kaz and this isn't a spoiler but they sort of are fighting grindelwald and dumbledore towards the end of the film um but you can see they're not trying to hurt one another they're just trying to like you know um fight but not fight and they get really close to one another. And in, in in my brain, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to shout out loud going, just fucking kiss already. <laughs> you can sense the chemistry that they have. It's amazing. Um, Because I don't think um, Johnny Depp really had a scene with Jude Law's Dumbledore in the last scene, apart from him looking in a mirror and seeing... Grindelwald's um reflection in the uh the magical mirror from HB I can't remember what it's called uh but yeah so their chemistry is off the charts and their chemistry has made me uh definitely want to see more um just because it was incredible um Mads Mikkelsen's wardrobe in this is beautiful he has some amazing suits um I love his look of his Grindelwald. It's not, it's not overcomplicated. There's just a bit of like silver in his hair. Um, yeah, he just wears some amazing suits in this. Uh, in this, <laughs> it sounds like because the previous uh, review in this episode, I was talking about costume. Now I'm talking about costume again. I just really appreciate good costume uh costumes in these films have been top notch like I'm jealous of Dumbledore's um jacket that he wears in this film is epic I want it um uh, Eddie Redmayne is great in this in this um in this little in this film he's great uh as Newt Scamander again uh he has uh, a great scene with his brother Theseus, I think, is his brother's name. Forgive me, I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, And, of course, um, Newt has to do a funny little dance, which is featured in the trailer, and that was extremely funny. Uh, There's a great scene uh, that reminded me of the spiders scene in Harry Potter, you know, when they go into the, the woods... And come across the giant spider. So it's similar to that. Um, Jacob um, Kowalski, the Nomad, he's super funny in this. And he's like the heart of the film. Um, I think they they did a great, it was a great idea to have a non-magic person in this trilogy. Because he is us in this film. Excuse me. He is us in these movies. Like, we are his eyes. And Dumbledore in this film uh gives him a wand to play with, and there are some funny scenes with that. Um and he's battling with not having Queenie in his life. Um which is sad, but he just has su- his character. Jacob has so much heart. Uh, there are some great new additions, including, uh, yeah, some great new additions and some great old ones. Um, I just appreciated it more because the story was more, the more more simple. It was more linear and more. There wasn't like three different storylines that you had to follow. It was just a clear plan. You know, Dumbledore has recruited Newt and his crew of, of wizards and a trusty nomad, Jacob, to help stop Grindelwald from taking over the magical world and eventually the nomad world, or to us UKans, the Muggins. Muggins? <laughs> the Muggles. Um the magic is great in this. I love seeing adults do magic. Um, you know, I love the Harry Potter films, but I I love when we got to see the adults do magic in the Harry Potter films, like Sirius Black and you know, Dumbledore's original army. Um not no, not Dumbledore's original army, the Order of the Phoenix. Um Where we saw adults do magic. And I love it when we see. Obviously. We don't really see any uh, kids in this. Apart from we do. Go back to the beautiful. Hogwarts. School of witchcraft. Witchcraft and wizardry. Uh, Which of course gave me the feels. Because as soon as you hear that classic. John Williams score. You automatically go. Um. But, yeah, I just... The the magic was cool. Um, The answers to Credence, where Credence is from, was satisfying. Surprising, actually, because I did not expect it. Um, And I hope we get to see a bit more of Dumbledore's brother, Aberforth, because I enjoyed him, and I would like to see him a bit more fleshed out. Uh, But, you know, I'm not sure we will see Ezra Miller's Credence in the next one. I just got a feeling. And now we are switching to TV for the last thing that I'm talking about on this list, which is a TV show that I watched this month that I absolutely loved, 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 loved it. It was a beautiful storytelling of young love. Beautiful. Um, I think this show is such... One of the best shows that I've seen this year and probably last year, to be honest. I just found it beautiful. Uh, I cried so many times. (laughs) So before I waffle on, it is Netflix's new show based on the best-selling books. It is Heartstoppers. And before I talk any more about it, here's a cheeky clip. Did you go out with someone who wasn't a girl? I don't know. Maybe. Did you kiss someone who wasn't a girl? I don't know. So this beautiful... New Netflix show, Heart Stoppers. You need to go and watch this now. Like, now, I'm not even taking the piss because I loved this show. It was so beautiful. Um, it's about young love, discovering yourself, uh, discovering your sexuality, discovering how you fit in in school we all have those memories in school where we didn't feel like we fit in or was not sure where we where we belonged to in terms of social group in terms of sexuality in terms of anything um of course this show is based on the popular books Title the same name. It's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. I just loved it. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I just absolutely loved it. It was just such a beautiful piece of television. Probably one of my most favourite bits of TV, which I did say before. One of my bits. So, let me just read this. Ready? Teens Charlie and Nick discover their, unlike unlikely friendship might be something more as they navigate school and young love in a coming-of-age series now the cast a top-notch in this in this series Um, Charlie is played brilliantly by Joe Locke Sorry, I'm absolute shit with knaves, uh, as people know, with my dyslexic brain. And Kit is played by... Not Kit. Nick is played by a terrific actor as well, Kit Connor. And the main... We follow Charlie, which he is this charming, this socially awkward, this heart of gold 15-year-old uh, as he navigates school, a new start of a new school school year. Yeah, he's openly gay out to the school. Good for him. Well done, him. Uh, because, you know, sadly, it's still... Uh, daunting to be gay or to be different or have, to be different to your classmates in school without feeling intimidated by students, by teachers, by the education system. So Charlie is out as a gay young man and he finds himself in his forum sitting next to the rugby champion, or the best rugby player in the school, Nick, he's never met him before, and suddenly, they have an instant chemistry with one another, Um, and they do, they do, the two young actors are amazing in this, and there are so many sweet moments that anybody that has a crush on anybody or anybody that is gay or is trying to figure out their sexuality or remembers trying to figure that out will relate to this show. Um, and that's why I say it's super important. Um, I cried so many times at this show. Um, yeah, so many times. The clip that I played you before chatting about it is a beautiful moment when they first kiss, uh, Nick and Charlie, and Nick, of course, has a tougher time with trying to figure out his sexuality and what he wants to do, um, the show's just brilliantly written, um, by the show's creator, which is Alice, Osman, Osman. Uh, she also wrote the books, which I think is a brilliant idea. When you're adapting something from a book to a TV show, you might as well give it to the person that wrote the books. <laughs> that makes sense, but that's not always that's not always true. Just because you know the person that wrote the source material, they might not be able. Or might not have the equipped skills to adapt it. But this is a beautiful, beautiful TV show. Um, I can't wait to watch it again. I can't wait. Uh, also, there's some beautiful little bits of animation that's featured in this show, which is cute. There's just so many beautiful moments. And so many important life lessons. And I'm just a big softie for coming-of-age stuff. Um, I love coming-of-age stuff, like Stand By Me, any ca- any young characters that are finding themselves, because we can all relate to that, because we've all been in that situation. So, yeah, so if you haven't watched this show yet, then what have you been doing? Have you been living under a rock? Uh, me and my partner, Mosh, we watched it in the entire evening, You know, I try not to do that because I try and space it out a bit more in terms of watching something. Try not to binge it all, but we just couldn't help ourselves because it's just beautiful. Beautiful. And you need to watch it now. Like, go. Stop listening to me and go watch it now. Go, go. So that's enough of me waffling on. (laughs) I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Redhead Boy podcast. I will hopefully be doing another one of these monthly roundups of what I've watched in May. There's so much stuff to look forward to, to watch. I can't wait for May. And also, it's my birthday. So, whoop, whoop. Getting older. Yeah. (laughs) So, thank you guys for listening. As always, I deeply appreciate it. And until next time, you guys take care.